We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Double Station. Double G with the rock to the rack. Tone it and a foul. If that didn't make it into the intro, I was going to be very upset, Mark Grody. <laughs> I just want to make that Finally. clear. There it is. There did we, it is. Stud, did, we, did we put it on the like the the you know the, the, the night show, the Gabe you know, program tab? What, that? Yeah. The Double G count? No. Because no one could find it. So can we, you know. Oh, yeah, I can put it. All right. Yeah, I'll tell people tab. where it's at. Or we can put it on a tab. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it on a tab. Thank you. I appreciate you. Just, just, just play it for us every once in a while. <laughs> just Double G with the rock. Yeah, to the please. Tony. We had a foul. Gabe and I have done probably seven or eight shows now where we literally have discussed that piece of audio that we were so into <laughs> hearing our name said so by Chubb Swirsky, but nobody could find it At for all. us. And now it's arrived. It's here. And so just for us, because we truly are the only ones who really cared about it. <laughs> it's so it's evident by now. <laughs> it's so Can true. Humor us and just periodically play that for this show, and then we'll never ask you to do it again. I guess you know what we could but ask. See, it's not that hard to find in the system. It's GG to the rack. It's let, not like it was that I, like let, brain you know, surgery. You know here. what it is? We looked up. We looked up Gabe and Grody, so that didn't exist in there. We looked up Chuck Swirsky, didn't exist there. We looked up Bulls. We looked looked up hashtag Gabe. None of those things was in there. But GG. I, I all right. Well, I pulled it the night that it happened. Yeah. And so oh, here, you, yeah. here. It took, Studs, I got a better question for you because the, the the cut itself, you got it up. Play it again for me, real quick, one time, just so my ears can you know feel like they're uh, tingling right now. Double G with the rock to the rack, tone it. Uh, okay, so 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 there's so so if it's double G with the rock, that's both Mark and I with the basketball. Uh, but he says to the rack, you know, foul, count it. Who who's actually Whoa. putting up the bucket? You know, but you guys decided oh. that that night. Double G with the rock. To the rack, tone it, and a foul. <laughs> that was wow, me. There I'm is, the one that was there, shooting that. Oh, I don't Grody, think so. Grody, you pass it to me. You pass it to me, and then I score. <laughs> yeah, I'm the old one. Oh, my God. I forgot I, about that. I, I, I am the old one. Wait, wait, wait. However. Wait. Grody, where's, yes. where's that cut at? <laughs> <laughs> How'd you find that? That's that, that, the same thing. GG to the rack and then with an L on it for long. Ah. Oh, it's really coming together now. It t- it only took six months and 14 producers to get back to this lonely little cut. Yeah. I like it, though. It okay. come back to the one that pulled it originally. But yeah. I, yeah, but I do like the fact that I'm, I, I'm glad that I'm the one that's shooting the bucket right there. I feel good. 
feel like uh, I don't know. Do I have to concede? Do I have to concede on that? I don't know. You're, you're Goran Dragic, it, and I'm Andre Drummond. And I'm, I'm <laughs> catching the alley hoops. It's, it's equal opportunity, it, people. It's, here. Okay, I'm down with it. It seems to mean a lot to you. So you know what? <laughs> I'm going to acquiesce, and I will accept my who am I? Goran Dragic. That that's cool, yeah. man. You know, Goran Dragic is. <laughs> it will always be famous, not for playing for the Bulls, but getting dunked on by Derrick Rose. True, true enough. Did you watch the Bulls game the other day in Paris and body? Every, every second of it, man. No. It was perfect for me. I was like sleeping in, get up. And, Two o'clock basketball. Oh, dude. You know what it's so much better than? I was thinking the, so much better than watching World Cup soccer because. Whoa, whoa, was, whoa, 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 oh, whoa. Oh, are you a big World Cup guy? World Cup is, and I love every other sport more than soccer, but, but the World Cup is probably my top two sporting event. Really? Ever. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that just because you. Groats, just because of the, the sheer passion of the players as they represent their country as Americans. Okay. You, know, you never really see people be like, yeah, I'm American, let's go, we're out here. Oh, like, I, I, think, you know? I think the spectacle is cool. Yeah. I think that the 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 concept is cool. I think it's cool when you have these But it's still soccer? Yeah, like, in other words, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I enjoyed keeping up with it, following it, checking out the highlights, but not, I, yeah, just okay. couldn't get into the actual watching of it. And, but there we are learning about each other. And that's yeah. why, though, that's why you enjoyed the basketball game so much yes. more in the afternoon. Yes. Oh, yeah. The, it wasn't just – it was novel and it was a Bulls game at a time where I could I had nothing to do but watch three hours of NBA basketball taking place in France. So, yes, I did watch the game. It's funny because – so I was sitting there uh, on Thursday watching the Bulls game, and more often than not I'm replaying a game during the day just to, you know, get my notes, make sure I'm, you know – seeing things anything i missed so my wife is sitting there and i'm like babe you know this is a live game right now <laughs> and she's like she looks at me she's like no she's like you recorded this, this is this no but uh-huh. it's, it's happening right now this is in paris oh because she's a big oh i did read that it's in there's <laughs> a game in paris but it was cool i think what the nba did as a whole i mean i guess because like as as a chicago fan like we're not usually a part of that, right? Like the London game too often, or like a, a bull, NBA game in Mexico. Like it's we're cool. not, we're not that. But but to see it and to see like Magic Johnson there, Tony yeah. Parker there, Pharrell, Pharrell in the front court, yes. like that yes. was really cool. Joe Kim, just seeing how he had a level of ownership over the team and realizing that you know being a bull was bigger than just you know being on the team in that moment. It's it's lived with you for all these years. It was cool to see that stuff. Oh, yeah, I thought it was really cool, and I thought it was really elegant, too, when when Tony Parker and some of those guys spoke, and I, I even tweeted it out. I think it's all, and you actually have this skill that to be able to go between languages so gracefully and eloquently, I, I love, like, I have always loved that, and it was particularly elegant in the case of Tony Parker and some of those others who could speak French and, and English. Yeah, fue increíble cuando cuando Vuch estaba hablando francés, I mean, fue como algo, tú, tú no puedes creer en eso, fue increíble. It was unbelievable. It was incredible to hear Vuch talk a little Spanish. Dude, or just hear him talk a little French. That was crazy. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh Vuch, yeah. okay. And then you didn't realize how big of a star Killian Hayes was as he grabbed oh, the yeah. microphone. Yes. And the whole crowd went crazy out there. <laughs> didn't Killian Hayes look a little sheepish? Like, oh, you guys, because, well, you know, he's a bench guy. What was like, funny oh. was that he got a lot of tick in that game, and he played probably like one of his worst games of the season. He was yeah. two for... 
two for 13 from the field, 0 for so, 6 from the three-point uh, line. <laughs> so he was feeling some responsibility probably. Yeah. He's like, oh, man, they really oh, This is about me here four, today four to points some degree. That, four points in that game uh, for Killian Hayes. But uh, nonetheless, Bulls. It's kind of crazy, Groats, because, I mean, obviously you you remember, you know, obviously being around, you know, when the Bulls were winning and and how it kind of snowballed into this global phenomenon, the mm-hmm. Chicago Bulls themselves. Um, what, what can you remember from just that that era of growth for this organization? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think back to just how, you know, worldwide Michael Jordan was and how – this city in particular used to be known as a gangster city, still is to some degree, and Al Capone and all of that kind of stuff. But then you start to learn from other countries when you get that perspective or are given that perspective by news outlets that you actually start to see that there's a new reputation for the Chicago Bull or for, for Chicago, for the city of Chicago. Yeah. And it, it's Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls and that uniform, which still apparently plays really well internationally. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can remember that. And, again, I already used the word a couple of times today. But the, the, there was, man, there was such a novelty to it then because the world hadn't opened up via the Internet where you feel like you can put yourself in places or get a perspective from places. The only way to truly get a perspective from places was when you would go to the countries and when you would see your sports team yeah. in those countries. And then the last last thing, I mean, is, you know, the dream team. Like just being old enough to appreciate and see the dream team put together and then them demolish all, all of those countries at the time. But all of those countries kind of digging it. Like, okay, we know we're going to lose. <laughs> this is going to, so we're going to try our hardest and we might make it a game for like a couple of minutes, but we're most, I mean, there'd be players getting autographs from the American players. Yeah. So it was crazy. Intense in those moments. And, and yeah. you really just like, you really get to see it then. And you're like, damn, this is, this is really cool. Especially cause when you're from the city, you're like, this is what everybody is enjoying out there. I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Mark Grody. This is 670 to score. Uh, another reason why the Bulls are so popular in an international scene is because of the, how, how the how the team and the colors are incorporated into fashion. They talk about that a lot, where you know the Bulls jerseys internationally are still one of the highest sold, but it's in, again it gets incorporated into urban culture in a lot of these cities, like Paris, you know, in Germany, like a lot, a lot of these uh, in, in, in the Philippines. You see a lot of a Bulls Bulls clothing worn. In a lot of those places. When I was thinking about this, Groats, and think, knowing that I was going to be talking to you about the Bulls in Paris, I started to think about, you know, I was like, what is Grody's favorite city outside of the country? I started, I started wondering, you know, if you'd been out of the country and, and maybe what some of your favorite cities were. Oh, my God, dude. I am the, like... I am not very worldly. So you're the like, guy that I, you're the guy that when when people ask you where have you been, you say Wisconsin Dells. Yeah, well, I'm gonna take it. Hell <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about. I've never been on a plane, but I've been to Wisconsin Dells. You're like, oh yeah. Like my um, international resume, actually, and this is fairly recent and it's sportsy. When I went to London with the Chicago Bears in. 2019. Okay, remember remember that game, the one that Keem Hicks got sure. hurt. And, yeah, would you yeah. say that the, the would you say that the Chicago contingent was was just as 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 large out there because they were following the Bears, or do you think it was more like an it like a a scene where every team was represented? It was more. It, 
Yeah, I would say it did. Like coming into, I'll never forget walking into the stadium in London and like this parade of people will all wearing different NFL jerseys. Like every single possible team was represented. So yeah, there was a lot of that. Like just a lot of people who were NFL fans, and everybody kind of has their own. There, you know, there are you know fan clubs in London. I think the I think the Bears though. Are top three, I want to say, in popularity in London, and a lot of that stems from back in 1985 when the when the famous 85 Bears went to London. I think they played the Dallas mm. Cowboys, and in, in in one of those years, maybe not 85 proper, but and they they sort of planted their flag in London. I think a lot of that fandom was passed down to generations, just like it here is here in Chicago. I mean, that's how much that team meant. Where there's an, there's an ex expectation from a lot of us yeah like that the bears would get like because we know how great it is when they do win it's funny understand it it's it's funny you say that because i was i was talking about the game yesterday and i thought to myself i'm like there's a father watching this bulls game that it take that has taken his son and he's like i've been watching the bulls since the 90s and you just know that's been the case even though he's from paris or the suburbs of paris and he's yeah still still has the same story as a chicagoan just you know thousands of miles apart Right, like it's so long ago, too, like when you think about it, but it's also right at the tippy top of our brains. Yeah. Like those of us who watched every single one of those titles, it's, I know how different 90s basketball is. I get it. I understand it. Like it's so, people, they're so much more skilled now. But that is right there still. It doesn't the, seem the, like it's 25 years ago or 24 I, I, years ago. I, I know. I know. It's and unreal that's to how, say that. That's how special it is when you're a fan or it's somebody in media when you get to cover or root for these things, like how special championships really are. I mean, it really just kind of brings it home because then we thirst for them. There's no satiation. Like with, with the Cubs, like – Cubs fans want another damn World Series. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not – like, Sox fans, same thing since 05. It's like, no, they, you set a different bar now because you get that taste of it, and it's just delicious. That's what you want, ultimately. All right, so uh, before we go yeah. to break, though, you said – fine, it's not an international city, but I am – what's your favorite uh, city in the country, then? Oh, in the country. Um, Chicago. I would say it, yeah, is the That's Dells, the default, right? You have the, to say that. Yeah. What's your second favorite city in the country is what I'm I absolutely, say. I do absolutely love Chicago. Um, what's my second favorite? Man, I would probably say I would probably say San Diego. Okay, I've been to yeah. San Diego a handful of times. Yeah. Crossed I mean, over it's, to Tijuana. It's, it's, it's just beautiful. Temperate. What about you? What about you? I know. I'm trying to think of the places that make me feel happy. New Orleans is one of them. Definitely yeah, makes me feel okay. happy every time I go there. It's, I mean, that's a great one. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I really like Dallas. Okay. Yeah. One of my okay. one, one of my first trips with my wife was to Dallas, and so it just holds a special place. And I don't know. I like the vibe. I like that. Like, you know, in Chicago, we're very bluesy, but we also have R&B. And in, yeah. da- in Dallas... They take blues and R&B and merge it together, and then they have, like, you know, live music everywhere, kind of like in, in NOLA. 
But in Dallas, they play that same kind. Of, I don't know. I just like it. Something's like there, a different there's kind a of lot vibe. of a lot of hipster stuff going on, like in, yeah. in those Texas cities. Like Austin's a very popular city yeah. these days. Like hip San Antonio, they're, same thing. Yeah, so, they're just yeah. kind of just, but but they're still just like Schaumburg. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> oh, it's like a big city with a bunch of stuff. <laughs> you just, just brought it right just, down to just Schaumburg. Not as, Come on, just man. not as big as Chicago. All right, uh, yeah, right we're right. gonna get out of here before I get in trouble with all the transients here in the city of Chicago. <laughs> it's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody here on six seventy. The score. Uh, when we come back on the other side, Mark, I do want to I do want to ask you about uh, some of the recent interviews that the Bears have done with some defensive back coaches. Who are they, and what does it mean for the organization? And you know what kind of roles are going to be carved out for them if they make it over here to Chicago? So we'll discuss that on the other side. All right, it's Gabe and Grody right here on six seventy The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. With the, uh, with the other safeties, the younger safeties. Um, they were moving in that direction. So, um, tell them I was getting released. You might not recognize the voice because it's from over a decade ago. Chris Harris right there on WBBM AM. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody right here on 670 The Score. So, the Bears trying to interview him, DB coach for the Commanders right now. First of all, when you see when you saw him, Grody, did you think like me and say like, "Damn, I'm getting old." If this guy's a coach already, yeah, okay, that's, yeah. What I, that's what I thought initially. I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 you're you're I'm a coach age." I, th- yeah. th- I thought you were you just gotta, playing. I got to reorient myself now. Okay, yeah. I'm here. You're there. You do. Okay, we know each other on this level now. Right. First so, thing I thought of is when he blew the coverage against Reggie Wayne in the Super okay, Bowl. See, why you gotta go on the negative? Right? Uh, I'm just saying, good. it's the first it, thing it, came in my head. No, no, no. It hits you, know, Daniel Manning. Yeah. Oh no! It was Manning that blew the coverage. You know what? You're yeah. right. My bad. So you had the my wrong bad. You know guy. No, so I don't know. I, I, I mixed up I my random, you, yeah, my yeah, random yeah. safeties. Like da- da- Danielle Manning, who I believe was a rookie that year, yes, was, was exposed huh. in that game. Yeah. Not Chris Harris. Is that who you said? Yes. Studs? See, guys. See how. See how. Yeah, again, I got my random but, Chicago Bears. But, 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 but do you see how up. you guys yeah. are now that way? 
you guys have gone that way now. What, what way? What does that mean? What we're like way? crapping on, <laughs> we're crapping on guys. Talk about blown coverage. Now we're oh, now we're being the sad Bears fans dude, again. We're dude, remembering old essence. things. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You of all people should be able to understand. That's like the essence of fandom. We could have won that Super Bowl. If Danielle Manning was was able to cover a guy. Right. And dude, now we're now essence. we're on the Grover show. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah, exactly See, right. and and less is the the ultimate ultimate fan. Less is more. Yes. Um. So yeah. this the, with this whole process, right? Like I, as I'm seeing this, I'm seeing you know Packers DB coach Jerry Gray being interviewed. I I, I guess when I'm when I'm seeing like I'm looking at co- coaching at that level, right? It seems like they're doing they're not just going and grabbing like their homeboy, right? Which is how most of most of the time, like they're actually like, no, we this, we want to make this coach better or elevate our coaching status staff um with this particular uh type of coach and we're bringing in some some high quality guys and what were what are your initial thoughts when you see that is it like a, just like a whatever for you or, or do you do you see I, something else there i gotta be honest with you i think it, it, it is a little bit of a whatever to me and you know hey james Rowe did a good job while he was here gonna go you know what he th- thinks is a better job or at least for him what a, you know to be USF's what defensive passing game coordinator mm-hmm. the, the the truth of it is the re- and, and and there are good there are coaches that are better than others but i you just see these coaches shuffle and change so much you know that's one thing that you know i've been covering the bears closely for on an everyday basis anyway for the last 5 years and you do, every year you can count on one or two of those guys bust and out. So, in other words, I, I don't put as much. I don't. I don't want to like put too much care into any of those positions because I feel like they're so transient, so so temporary in in their nature. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I see it. <clears throat> I see a guy like Chris Harris Grody, and I'm like, okay, you're trying to you know bring some alumni back. You said that was important to you, and now you're doing it in the form of a of a coach. I could see where that you know might come. Uh, Go over well with the fan base, media, and such. So I could see that, but and then the 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 Packers, you know, uh, addition, you know, the DB coach there, Jerry Gray, Jerry Gray. Gray yeah, yeah. You know, you're seeing that, and you're just like, all right, you got a little gutsy, get into Jerry Gray. Are you trying? Yeah. To, you know, I just I see what you know. No, I see the dots you're connecting, and and that that's absolutely fair because you know, like the windows of the NFL, it's one or two or three years of coaching chemistry maybe, and if you start to put guys who are familiar with each other, with each other, even if it's on different sides of the ball, as yeah. would be the case with those two guys, but I will say like, I, I like the, like, I'm a sucker to hear about Chris Harris and I know that uh, Same. St- studs derailed it a little bit there, thinking that he was to, he was <laughs> Daniel to Manning's going to be, gonna be uh, the special yeah. teams coordinator um, <laughs> No, I'm all for yeah. that, like, like, think about it think about dave wanstead dave wanstead was not a winning bears coach but now he's back and you embrace him because he was yours and he, you know whatever the case may be and he's a good person and he's a good person and a great analyst and i you know i loved him as a coach too i had a, I always yeah. had a soft spot for wani but but like but when you hear somebody like chris harris that's an over that guy was an overachiever like you say whatever you want to say about chris harris he ended up being a well, six, i want to say he was a sixth round pick and this guy was a starting safety for the chicago bears when they were good yeah so that that's that's pretty good so those are the type of guys i would want coaching my team so i i like that you're bring i, I like those they're very interesting to talk about those what two. do you think deep down in, in in the soul of ryan poles or matt eberflus that not only are they looking at someone to coach dbs but 
they're potentially looking at someone that could be a candidate uh, to be a defensive coordinator at some point? I guess you probably have to look at it that way. Like you have to maybe size up guys if there is to a succession to the defensive coordinator that would I trust Jerry Gray to be if things went haywire, <laughs> if the defensive coordinator couldn't show up because he had kidney stones one day. Do I trust Jerry Gray to call plays? Do I trust Chris Harris with my defense? You know, even if you put it in terms of for a week. So yeah. Yeah, no, I think that one you would have to like kind of hope that these guys want to advance beyond it. And you know, to my original point, they they typically do advance to other places and to other jobs to that are higher. You know, and I don't know if this again, I don't know the particulars of, of James Rose deal with UCF, but typically it's a it's a considerable step up. Yeah. Grady, talk to me about. You know, as you've been covering this team over the years, and because as I, as we're talking about coordinators and 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 this Bears coaching staff that's in place, I can't help but to think about you know Eberflus, Getze, Allen Williams, kind of you know coming back, which is somewhat rare in the NFL for th- that that whole staff to come back as a whole. Talk to me about times where you've covered the Bears and and the, and the staff has come back and in the importance of, of continuity. In, in that space, in that level of having the same personnel kind of overseeing a team, even though it's going to look a little different next year, but just having those guys come back. Cause I feel like that's not something that's happened, happened too often no, you know, over the last it, couple of decades. Right now for sure. And I'm just like, as you're asking that question, I'm, I'm trying to think of when things were like super static on the coaching staff. And I guess probably, Man, not even I want. I, I want to say Lovey Smith, and even he had not, a lot of offensive coordinators. I felt like he did, and and he fired Ron Rivera. You know, I <laughs> he mean, he essentially Rivera, yeah. he essentially launched Ron Rivera into what has turned out to be a really good yeah. head coaching career. I don't know if you put it in like great uh, in terms him. of in terms of checks received as a coach. Then yes, it's a very oh. good. Very good coaching career. Yeah, so I, I mean, I want to like say then and hell, not even the my precious '80s Bears. There was so much turmoil back then on the staff with Ditka and Buddy Ryan, and Buddy Ryan was gone in by '86 as the head coach of Philadelphia. So you know, even let, let's let's go to the to the recent Bears with you know, I guess the the Matt Nagy era to some degree, but Mark Helfrich certainly did not survive as the offensive coordinator, nor did uh, who else was. There was Bill Lazor, Lazor, John DiFilippo in some capacity. But look at that. But 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 gross. That's exactly my point. Yeah, no, that's you're right. I'm thinking out loud right now. I can't think of times when there was like it. You know, if you know, you put me on the spot here to answer this question. I can't think of many. So to your point, that's good. That's a good. This is a good thing. Then no, it's really good because then we can kind of take a step back and say, yeah, wow, wow, we don't. We're not. We're not having the narrative. Isn't that the the quarterback has to learn his seventh offense from a different coordinator? That's such a good point. That is such a good point. I hate that too. I hate where saying. right like where like a guy like you sort of bought into somebody else's yeah. offensive plan. Like yeah. going back to yeah, Mitch, yeah. and you're like, yeah, that all looks good. And then it all blows up, and then in comes the next genius who's going to make it all better. But you're right. Finally. Here we are, where this will be two full 
after a full year under his belt in that offense, which he's with Justin Fields, the Luke Getze has swore by him all season long. Now you now let's see what you guys can concoct in year two. And it seems like you know there has to be a a, a huge level of likability between quarterback and offensive coordinator, or even star defensive players and the defensive coordinator. Yeah. And when you're put in a position to come back the following year, especially after an underwhelming year, to have this this level of buy-in from top quality players is tough, but you need it from both sides. You you need it from the players to to like the offensive coordinator and and understand that you guys are working hand in hand, but you also need it, you know, the the other way. I I don't know how how this happened, but I'm getting excited about all the coordinators and the coach coming back next year to work with the team. I don't know how that happened in real time. Hey, man, he, here's the thing too. We're working through a lot in. We're working through a lot here in real time. That, that's okay. Yeah. But but here's the thing. You know what? The, you know what the consequence of that is next year uh-huh. is that they are all back. This is the year in which they will come. They do not get a free pass. No. Allen Williams has gotten hit. The defense was tyrannically bad for the Bears. How many times did you hear us start a topic with Allen Williams is suck? I mean, nobody. <laughs> right. Allen Williams, like, whatever. Like, um, like, we didn't really think about him. We just thought about the whole. We just thought about, okay, it's a rebuild. So there's been this whole thing going on that we, we put them all into one big bucket. Next year, these guys, Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, Luke Getze, Allen Williams, will all be be in their own coaching bucket and they will not just walk around as one amoeba of evaluation where we're like i don't know can't really tell it's the first year it's a rebuild the players suck everybody knows what they're doing next year we know what they're doing so there can't be a scenario groats where all three are back again next year right because there's either a level of success that would then watch one of them go away to greener pastures or there's some mediocrity that exists where you feel like there needs to be a changeup. So it's kind of like you're between a rock and a hard place with with this situation, right? Like this is this is this is not going to happen again, right? I mean, and that's why. In again, I, I, me working at what I had to work out in real time was that there was not another good example of a time, even in successful times, where a coaching staff was together that long because of what you just said. Because if Luke Getzey Yes, if he gets the second part of this offense down to some place where it's humming on some level, yes, then Luke Getze will start to get bites for head coaching jobs. That is for sure. I thought it was a little bit premature that people jumped to that conclusion <laughs> in in November of so this funny. year. Oh, that was it was just so ridiculous. funny. It's like we were so we saw like three first downs in a row, and we're like, "Damn it, we're losing our <laughs> offensive coordinator." Yeah. Damn it. We finally right. got the ball moving. Oh, yeah, this guy. Man. Damn it. Somebody's going to get a hold. Like, yeah. Wait till Kansas City sees this guy. <laughs> Watch out, Matt Nagy. What's we got this? a guy over here. People are looking behind curtains. What's this Lugetzi doing? Another first down. Yeah, like you think, you look at, what are some of the top performing teams offensively? Like the Bengals. They're like, you know what? 
We need like a Lou Getty type. Yeah. Did you see that? Oh my God. And no, then, shade, hey, no shade at Lou Getty. No shade. No, we're just talking no, about where, no. like, where the praise was coming from early in the season. It oh. was like, what? What are, we, oh, ta- what are right. we talking about? Because you and I would probably both prefer that he is not around in the next few years, that he is a head coach somewhere because right. that would portend that something really good yes. happened to the Bears or, or some chaos had occurred within the coaching staff. But no, man. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it's very promising that Luke Getze has the get-to-know-you stuff down with Justin. They got that over with. It's done and over with. Yeah. And that he got continuous, legitimate endorsements Justin Fields gave to Luke Getze this year. That, that he was not necessarily like, – he wasn't uncool to Bill Lazor and John Filippo and Matt Nagy, but you never got the feeling. There wasn't this – like this is one of those times where like seeing him in person, as Justin Fields as I would get to, like you could actually see the expression and the body language and the sincerity like to a, to a maximum spot when he's talking about Luke yeah. Getze. And that, that is important. Now now let's let's fill in the other blanks. Now. I, have a, I have a random thought here because you guys are talking about the possibility of Luke Getze leaving next year sure. or the year after that, right? Luke Getze leaving to become a head coach, thus being an offensive coordinator, leaving the Bears to become a head coach would be an unprecedented event yes. in this franchise's history. Yes, that has never right. happened. A head an offensive like... coordinator left because he was so good at his job, he got hired somewhere else. That's I mean, never only, happened. It sounds like only... a Hallmark movie that happens during Christmas because that's just not a reality. <laughs> hey, the only guy that I can think of who actually got a head coaching job because of his work with the Bears was Adam Gase, but I can't Oh, think God, of... you're right, oh, Adam Miami. Gase. Yeah, yeah. Miami. Like, But I can't. Yeah, okay. honestly, oh. I can't think of any, but yeah, the well, Adam well, Gase, hey, that's hey, legit. Guys, but we saw how we saw how that experiment <laughs> went with that one. I mean, oh, it wasn't, it, oh, yeah, yeah. Where's Adam Gase now, yeah, for real? It's like, that, they, well, they messed, Miami. Up, they messed up with that one. So, oh, Did man, he go to... Uh, he went to Miami, went to Miami and, then, and then New York. And the Jets. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Jets, right? So now who Because he who was so where? good in Miami, he, he got so fired, good. and then he got hired immediately in New York. Because the Jets were I, like, damn it, they got the Bears offensive coordinator. Uh, yeah, there <laughs> so, it is. But but anybody else, like, did did any of – now, Ron Turner never – Ron Turner was just with the Bears nah. in OC a cup for a couple of tours, but I can't think oh, of oh, anybody. Pep, well, Pep, Pep, Pep didn't get a coaching job either. He just followed Lovey around. These are things that happen. Yeah. yeah. All, all, all I'm going to say is this. Luke Getz, you better not be – running the same offense next year right and because you, you're not going to have you no, know added weapons right. extra time with the o-line and then i see you doing jet sweeps and and and, and uh and justin fields draws and something like and there needs to be at least the percentages needs to decrease with those plays because if he comes in doing the same thinking like uh, no 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 we're running a balanced offense and this is what we're doing like no no no, no. i don't want to see that i saw that this year and i didn't like it we did it because we had to or bears the you, the bears did it because they had to, but I don't want to see that next year. Even if uh, even if you have the same level of talent, like if somebody gets hurt, like I don't want to see it. Give me something else. Reinvent I lo- it. I love the, what you just said. It's right, but what you just said was hilarious because you said. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want this balanced offense. No, I, I don't no, want that because no, no. you're right. Because that's not what the. That's, you don't get anywhere in the NFL with a balanced offense, do you? Not so, at all. I was watching. I was watching this one video, Gross, where a uh, guy on TikTok. He was playing Madden, right? On on the, where you can record the screen and everything, and he was complaining about the guy. He goes, "Man, how old are you?" And the guy's like, "I'm 41." He's like, "I hate playing Madden online against you, 41 year olds." He's like. All you do is run the ball methodically down the field. 
He's like, you take up 10 uh, minutes off the clock. It's like, yeah, they're boring offense. This old, is. boring. Yeah. Dude, that, that's exactly how I play Madden. Oh, still. Exactly yeah, because I grew I play. up playing Madden in, Dude. Madden in 2005. The Bears have a terrible, terrible quarterback. You, you have a, to run the ball. I'm going to give you a, a old, old, old tackle run. I'm going to give you a nice little sweep. It was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm methodically running the clock because I know I can get four yards every run. And if I get three of them, I'm getting the first down. If I find a run play that's going to get me five, ten yards of play, I'm going to run it 15 times a game. Okay, hold on. In a row? Are you that guy? Not in a row. Okay. But 15 times. You'll see it every drive. I hate the guy that's like, well, then stop it then. And I'm like, ah, dude, I just. All right. Anyway. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. uh, On the other side, we do get to talk about someone else from the Chicago Bears organization. Seems like Ian Cunningham is the very, is the the hot name around the NFL circles. But Grody, I'm, I can't wait to hear from you. You know what it is about him that makes him uh, so enticing to these teams. So we'll we'll discuss Ian Cunningham and the Chicago Bears on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, right here on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy The Score. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on six seventy The Score in Odyssey Station. Happy Friday night, everybody! Want to remind you guys that inside the clubhouse. Has going to have Pete Crow Armstrong hanging out with the fellas at 9.30. And then Pedro Grafol will be there at 10. Set your alarms. Definitely want to hear that. It's going to be some great stuff. Pete Crow Armstrong, obviously someone the Cubs want to see do well in the majors. If, you know, he's going to get up there eventually, right? Uh, PCA, man. Yeah, That's he's, dumb. he's a stud. And then Pedro Grafol, obviously, she's just a character, man. He's been making the rounds, talking to everybody. And I think that, you know, he's not shying away from any questions or any kind of thoughts he has about the Chicago White Sox. So, I love it. Yeah, no, Pedro, everything sounds great. Before he manages a game, he's checked all the boxes. I mean, I think that, you know, I I love the interview he did with Shane because it kind of did bring out some of his personality. The dude is, he's straight up nondescript. You know, we just don't know much about the guy. So, it's it's good to hear him in a comfortable setting. And back to uh, Pete Crow Armstrong, by Mm -hmm. the way. Quick quick quiz, pop quiz for Uh you, trivia question. Which... Cubs former core player was Pete Crow Armstrong acquired for. Ooh. Yeah. He was a Mets guy. I know this. Oh, go ahead. Throw it out Hit there. it. Javier Hit Baez. It. Javier mm. Baez. I always keep track of these guys because I, uh, I just want to – I want to see. I want to see what the, the the trades become. What what will having traded Javier Baez, Brent's Pete Crow Armstrong looks like a pretty. St- the Caleb Killian was in the Chris Bryant deal, so and Caleb was a little shaky last year when he came up. So I'm always watching those guys. Isn't it funny how in baseball, yeah, like you you know you get some prospects, but you don't unless you're a super fanatic, right? Like Pete Crow Armstrong, you should know the name. Like, the casual fan isn't watching him in the minors, right? You're just waiting for him to come up and be a stud. But there's so much time that passes between by the time you acquire a guy, a a young guy, and by the time that player gets to the majors to make a difference, so much time has passed. So it's easy to forget what star that left the Cubs, you know, he was acquired for. Yeah, no, I I totally get that. And that's why I'm, like, determined – to remember to to keep up with it and just to you know the the Rizzo deal they got the, the Kevin Alcantara is the the kid they got who I, I don't know if he's going to sniff Major League Baseball in, in the next few years but 
Uh, uh, don't worry. Gold yeah. Grody's keeping an eye on I the see. old guard. I, I'll make so. sure to ask you here and there about I those. Got you. What, yeah. would, what, what would you say is the ceiling for Pedro Grafal this season? Oh, my goodness. You mean, so are you asking me how many wins will the White Sox have this year? I am. Is that, what, is that, what, is that the measurement of success for I'll, Pedro Grafal? I'll, 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 that'll be the question, and then I'll give you two uh, publications that have put the White Sox win total up already. Oh my God! Okay, okay. What would be success? Ah, uh, studs. You're the, you're a Sox fan here, like me. Thoughts? Were you here when I said this number uh, the other day? I don't think I was. Okay, good, good, good. What's success, studs? Mister White Sox. Success. Gonna... For, even though I know the answers to this question, the, like what the prediction is for Sox totals, success for me is eighty-seven victories. 87. Okay. I was going to say was, somewhere around 90. It's got to be. I was going to say 90. Because 90 is a ceiling, though, right? There's, yeah. there's a difference between success and the ceiling. Ceiling to me could be, yeah, like 90, upwards of 94 wins if you got the guys playing well. It, I would, it, it, yeah. it spurts throughout the season. I would say 85 to 87 wins is. Yeah. But if, is you, if Pedro Rafael comes in and wins 87 games, we're vying for, or the, the Sox are vying for that last, you know, wild card spot, that seems like a successful run for me. For reference, the White Sox. We're eighty-one and eighty-one this past year, so we're not asking for the, a huge increase no. in wins out of the White Sox this year. Bar's low. Bar's the bar low is low, and you know why the bar is low. The bar is low because it, we, we've talked about this because the core players have not risen to the heights that many of us expected. And that's to. what that's what Grifol's job is. So if he so so give me a ceiling and then success, Grody. Six. So we just did success, right? Success. No, 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 no. Studs and I did. You didn't. You didn't. I throw... said ninety. No, I said oh, you ni- said ninety. Okay, must have yeah, missed that. My yeah. bad. My bad. My yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. It's all good. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, then, then. So the just baseball has the White Sox at eighty-four and a half. That's the over/under for them. And betting pros have has them at eighty-one. Mm. I know that that one kind of hurts. Cubs, it, on the other hand, yeah. Who, who do you think that they're? Well, I, I'm going to give it away, but seventy-eight. From just baseball, it's about right, and seventy four from betting pros. Yeah, that's right. The Cubs, look, man, you don't uh, think the Cubs are going to go five hundred? I, I, uh, I think the Cubs are going to go five hundred. I, I was at the Cubs convention, literally drinking the Kool Aid that they had <laughs> out there <laughs> and served, but there was no way that I could look at that Cubs starting staff and say, "Oh yeah, this team Stop is going to skyrocket. They're going to pick up with the momentum left off from last year." I mean, what, what I mean, part their, of their pitching staff, staff? Did, their pitching da- staff did pretty damn good last year, and that was with, with, a, with a crap, okay, you know, crap you, team giving them you, offensive. It, it seems that Kyle Hendricks is on the decline, if even if he's even healthy. To yeah, start he's out. The but season. you know, Stroman, uh, Marcus Stroman is is we we know he's not he's not a the, the, that's not an ace, right? That's right. not an ace. Right, right. Um, Drew Smiley, it's an arm. Cubs don't Drew have Smiley. an ace. And that, that, that's, that's, well, the Cubs don't have an ace. Drew Smiley is an innings eater. He's an yeah, innings eater. Right. I like Jamison Tyone. Um, He's going to be all right. Justin you know, Steele, Keegan Thompson. I mean, they, they, they have a bunch of guys that can win. Well, and I think that when put, I think when put with a a really good deep, I can't believe I'm, I can't believe I'm defending the Cubs right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't know what's going but on I, right I, now. We are yeah. in bizarre land, but but they have a, a, a ton of good defense, right? And they have guys that can put the ball in play. And and if you're a pitcher, like especially like a middle of the road, a guy that could be a, like every single one of those guys could be a three somewhere else, right? All right, they just got another win for me. I'll give them seventy-seven okay. wins. <laughs> Look at that! So, I sold you. 
I sold you on a Drew Smiley uh, fifth rotation beating the Pirates. Yeah. You know what? Look, hey, I, I, the Dansby Swanson signing is, is terrific. I like the Tucker Barnhart signing. I, I hope Matt Mervis comes up and, like, explodes. I hope Cody Bellinger hits 50 home runs. But that's what this team is. It's a lot of, like. Okay, okay. Which team has more hope? Which which team do you think is, hope, is hoping oh, absolutely. more? Absolutely, it's the White Sox. Okay, hundred percent. Because 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 based off any conversation I have with any Cubs fan, you you would assume that that they're just a lock for the NL. Like when I talk to Cubs fans, oh come lock on, lock for the NL Central. Oh come on, That's, are you serious? Every you Cub fan I talked, no. Watch come this. On. Watch this. Watch this. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Feel free to text in right now if you're a Cub fan. Like where your confidence is right now with your team. And, and 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 you heard the over unders that I gave for win totals. Just baseball has it at seventy eight. Betting pros has it at seventy four. I, I got people that I know people that would be extremely disappointed if the Cubs weren't fighting for that NL Central and towards the latter half of the season. Wow. I mean, I guess the the Brewers and that terrible starting staff of Cy Young Award potential guys is gone there's no the brewers don't exist anymore uh the cardinals who did 93 wins last year i guess they are not yeah. existing anymore now hey what a, what a wilson Contreras. <laughs> yeah if you want to junk pittsburgh and cincinnati go ahead go ahead and do that you All are right. entitled to do that but For, you but come on what what they're not better than the cardinals and brewers because they signed dansby swanson i got one seven seven three uh texter saying cubs and white Sox both with 88 wins i got another 773 texter saying cubs going to the world series <laughs> i got an 815 saying fly the white flag but in surrender not with a w under 78 wins okay yeah somebody I, I says up. i got the text screen up yeah so i mean you know success for a white Sox coach equals not falling asleep on the bench we got, we got some we got, we got a bar right there that's the good thing we got a bar Is it, aren't Sox fans though and maybe we did this last year too, but aren't Sox fans and you're one, man? Don't you deep down inside have a lot of hope? Like, because you know this no. group is under, because they've underachieved. No. Marguerite. Okay, so you've no. lost faith in the core. Okay. I, I, I just, I'm listening. I, I spent 80% of the season last year hoping that they would okay. turn around. And Fair. I don't have any of that left anymore. Fair. I've Fair. voided all my hope last minute. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you. Like, God, it's that's... just not there. So Guys, you're going to have to fill up my love tank. You know what I mean? A, you're, no, no, you're right. That was, I, it was an exhausting, exhausting. year for oh the God. White Sox last year because they weren't – you're right. I should have thought of that. You, yeah. We all expended that. Even though I'm not a Sox fan, we all expended energy on the radio talking – like confusing oh, us. So like 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 how long – it took all of us three-quarters of the season to put the Sox away because that talent, it's real. Oh, They're the most talented it, team Grady, in the please. division. Stop sorry. it, Grady. Please, please. Sorry. Oh, my God. Sorry. It all okay. came back for me. There's a lot no, of no, real-time no, no, no. therapy no, going on No, stop it. We have show. to go to break. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. Uh, we get to talk about some playoff football after the break. We get uh, Sal Capaccio, the Bills beat and sideline reporter, is going to be hanging out with us. Does he think that the Bulls are going to, or that the Bills are going to be handling the Bengals over the weekend? Uh, we'll find out right after this. It's Gabe and Grody on six seventy The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.